Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour podcast featuring Dave Cariello, Andrew Juge, Ralph Malbro, and when he decides to show up, Kevin Held. We are the perfect blend of saint sincerity and stupidity. Ingram, my BF, took it to the house and finished it off with a nice little spinorama at the end. It was a thing of beauty. Your, your pillow talk uh, that evening must have been spectacular. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm, I put that one on the spank bank. Should we retry this? You can't make Ralph do the ad again. <laughs> and now, here's your host, Ralph Malbro. All right, welcome to a Monday, April 1st edition of Saints Happy Hour Podcast. Uh, We are joined on the rare occasion. Kevin Held is joining us. Kevin, what did you think of the new Open? Oh, I I think it's great. (laughs) I think I like the... uh... I like the morning DJ air horns that you threw on there at the end. <laughs> That's my favorite part. <laughs> I think we need a drop for when Kevin joins us, when my wife uh, when uh, my wife. says your name. I think we need you to say, I'm here, goddammit. And I need to like drop that, that sound effect in when you're joining us. So, um, as always, we are sponsored today. Uh, by MyBookie. You bet, you win, you get paid. Go to MyBookie.com. Use the Saint, use the code HAPPY25. Get 25% uh, extra bonus money up to $1,000 in $1,000 in free play. MyBookie.com. You win, you bet, you get paid. They're good. They're awesome. If you want to bet online, terms and restrictions apply. Um, all right. So Andrew is, uh, in Charleston doing what, uh, I don't know, whatever you do in Charleston. I don't play golf anymore. Um, that's where I met my parents are. Maybe, maybe, um, he could take my mom out for a drink. (laughs) One of our fine, fine patrons. Uh, she has given probably a third of Dave's inheritance to me for the podcast for my drinking and other assorted uh, things. Um, So I want to talk today about they had a lot of bad April Fool's jokes today on the Twitters, uh, Saints-related. But Andrew did one that the Saints traded Michael Thomas for a second and third round pick and Boy, Kevin, people were mad on the Facebook. He had like a thousand shares and like four hundred comments. People were mad, um, but I like the Saints. Oh, April Fool's jokes. I just feel like a lot of them are bad. I feel like you got to be a little bit plausible, like I, like saying the Saint, like Mark Cuban had bought the Saints 
and it's moving them to San Antonio. Nobody's believing that shit. But, like, I feel today would have been the perfect, the, the best April Fool's joke for today would have been Drew Brees retires because of secret shoulder injury in November. Like, that would have been believable, and I'd have believed it for, like, a five whole seconds. Yeah. Like, that, that would have been a good one. That would have been a good one. And I don't know why. Why is why is anybody? You you know what day it is the second you wake up in the morning. So from that point forward until you go to sleep that night, I don't know why anybody would would give second thought to any type of headline that they read today. It's ridiculous. Well, you mean you you know I I didn't register. It didn't register to me that it was April Fool's uh, right off. You know, and then but then I saw like ridiculous other NFL, and I was like, "Oh yeah, it's April Fools." You mean you can you can still get people? I think uh, social media makes it harder. Obviously, um, do you do you, either of you enjoy April Fools, or is that one of the days you don't like? Uh, I don't I don't really mind it. I, you know, I I think most of the April Fool Foolsish type jokes uh, usually fall in the category of not funny or dumb. And as far as like sports writing, I mean, I, I've, I'm guilty of, of doing the old April Fool's post, um, <laughs> you know, back years ago, back in my in the days when I was when I was banging. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but it's true uh, on multiple levels. <laughs> yes, I know it's true. Um, so I, I I feel like there's most things have been done already. I mean, like. Uh, some crazy trade that's been done 50 million times. So like the Michael Thomas thing, uh, that's like what that's every year. Somebody says, Oh, some, this, they come up with some crazy trade headline. That's not true. Um, did a, a Jimmy Graham trade two years ahead of time that, yeah, right. It's like the highest track, but the, the greatest saints, April fools, Jay joke and aunt Juge isn't here, but he's the master. The best one ever was the one he did where Saint son signed Roddy White because it was just oh, right, right. believable enough. Like no, it's see, the, the, the 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 joy. I, I just <laughs> the joy from the joy from the April Fool's Fool's post aren't the fact that like pe- that people believe them. Like I think you're an idiot if you believe them. I, I think the joy from the, the what's good about them is like you know just delighting in the cleverness and the funny, you know, the funny of it all. The, the best ones are the ones where they actually write a story that, like, has more, you know, jokes in the story. <laughs> um, you know, it's not just, it goes beyond just a headline. Um, and it's not and it's not meant to necessarily uh, shock, shock people, as many people as possible. Uh, it's meant more to be funny. I think that, that's where the, that's, that's, that's the good part about the April Fool's silly stuff or if it just would have been making fun of the falcons blowing a 28 to 3 lead in the super bowl like i don't even know if that's april fool's joke but if you could have mixed in that that would have been uh magnificent so the saints by the way we we got people we got people in the live we got people uh, yeah wagner mohalem he says greetings from brazil we got people listening all the way from brazil uh Henry T. Adams says, what's up, guys? He's he's excited about the live thing going on tonight. Uh, Audit the Fed, he says, hey, what's up? And then Daniel, I think he's asking the question that we're going to get to at some point uh, yeah. about, Rob, about Robert Quinn. So. Yeah, and Zig answered. But I, I want to tell two uh, stories 
because Saints news, of course, is, is slow. But Kevin can interject and make fun of me as I go. But this is this is one of my favorite Saints really. Maybe it's my my favorite Saints interaction in Texas that I've had since I've been in a decade, right? So I go to Costco, and they have a guy. He he works as a, as a checkout person at Costco. His his name's Philip, and he's he's deaf. But uh, I go to Costco a lot, so I see him. So I'm in the checkout line, and he. He points at my Saints hat, and he sees my Saints hat, and I know I'm wearing it, and I give him the thumbs up, and, and, he, and he gives me a little, little, like, fist bump. But after he does the fist bump, Kevin, he did the most amazing thing ever. He mouthed the words, fuck Goodell, to me. It might. <laughs> there are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. <laughs> Be a top five moment of my life. I, I tell nearly... you what, if you can, I tell you what, get him, go back to Costco, <laughs> Put the hat on his head and ask him to sign fuck Goodell. Was he <laughs> now wait, was he like deaf from birth so like he doesn't speak fully? Uh, I, like he doesn't I don't know. I don't know him that well. Right. You know him pretty well. You go to <laughs> I go to Costco, I know his name. How, like, I, I, I don't know anybody that works at Costco. How often are you going to Costco? No, I got a three-year-old man. I go probably once every right. six he's, weeks. He's probably burning through diapers and you only paper go once every. Wait, once every six weeks? I don't think that's often at all. Oh, and you're and you're still and, and you're still making friends with everybody over there, and you remember them. I'm nice, you know. People people see my Saints merch. They point. I want to. I want to meet them. Probably feel bad for you because of your your arm. Probably too. We're probably like bonded, you know. But. <laughs> But it was still awesome, and he looked like David Cross, kinda. So it was kind of like a celebrity interaction too, kinda. But no, it was it was it was genuinely awesome, and I was like, this is this made my weekend. It probably made my year. Um, but I'm I just dead wanted serious. To... I'm dead serious. <laughs> Go back there and record him doing the sign language, saying "fuck Adele." <laughs> well, what do you mean? What do you mean he? But but what do you mean he mouthed it like he didn't he, like he didn't want to say it too loud to get because he didn't want no to get in he just trouble? like mouthed it to me like 
you know? Like, Were your yeah, lips that... touching each other's? They Jesus could have Christ. been. I mean, maybe. I, I was aroused. <laughs> it's awkward. <laughs> um, so, uh, so that was one antidote. And the other thing was, of course, thanks to all the kind people that gave me notes of that me, I passed out at the doctor's office last week from giving blood. Um, <laughs> and yeah, went to one. an went to an alternate dimension. Uh, I asked the nurse how long I was out for, like three, five minutes. She's like, no, asshole, you were out 10 seconds. Um, <laughs> and then I, I fell out the chair and my vertigo kicked in and I just vomited in a bucket all the way home. And, and, and um, can I just say, uh, was none too pleased that she got a call because they wouldn't release me, obviously. She had to come and pick me up. Like I was eight from school, um, so I was thinking this pretty embarrassing medical thing. Kevin, have you ever had a, a an embarrassing medical thing where somebody had to come scoop you up at the doctor's office, or no? Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let's see. So sounds like I you've mean, got a little a little bit of a long list that you could go down. Sure, here. sure. Um, so I've had a few. Uh, the the Easiest one is, you know, I had my, uh, I had LASIK eye surgery done. So, you know, I didn't want to, I didn't want to drive myself in the car. I didn't want to risk it. So, I mean, people, you know, I imagine now people can probably do it after leaving the doctor's office with the got with the, the big goggles on or whatever. But I, I got this done like shit, eight, 17, 18 years ago. So I didn't want to. Uh, chance it. So I just had somebody bring me uh, back home. Let's see. When I was a kid, and, and, and you know, I can't believe I'm going to say all these, but, uh, you know, I'm 38 going to 39. Fuck it. Um, oh, God, how old was I? I think I was 12. We don't we don't have any HIPAA laws on this podcast. No. <laughs> well, it, well, you're hearing it from the patient directly, so you're not having to ask a doctor. Uh, when I was 12 or 13, I had to go into the hospital overnight for surgery because I had what was called a torsion of the testicle. Oh my God. Uh, that sounds horrible. Yeah. Uh, oh, which is, is basically this is getting, this is getting good. Let me go get some popcorn, uh, <laughs> which is basically, uh, two blood vessels. Uh, I think it's blood vessels get are sort of loose and they end up wrapping around one another in your in your sack so when that happens it basically feels like constantly it basically feels like you're constantly getting punched in the in the junk oh my god so i spent like i i i don't even remember how long it was before i i had the surgery but i remember there was one night where i just woke up and i could not go back to sleep because i was just in horrifying pain, and my parents had to take me to the emergency room in the middle of the night. Oh my god! That's when they sort you of were figured how out. Old? I don't know, twelve or thirteen. Oh my god! And like, you had no idea what the hell this pain was. Like, that's got to be no. freaky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My god, my yeah. balls are on fire, and I don't even know why. No, it's. I not, was it, thinking it, he was going to say that was last week. No, it wasn't. <laughs> no, it's it's not that. It's not that you feel it in your balls. I'm still you a virgin. How could this happen? It's that feeling you get when you get when you hit yourself in the dick and you feel that like 
you want a vomit feeling in your stomach. Like that's oh what the, the pain that's... is in my stomach. And like the doctors were like, okay, yeah, here's what it is. So like I had to go have surgery and they had to essentially take the blood vessels un or, or whatever it was, untangle it and then sew them against the, the, the inner wall. Ugh, Jesus. We need uh, to play the ER theme. So, well, so this podcast that, certainly didn't go in the direction I got, I thought it was. I got and thrown it, out of it. I got, I got one more if you want. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. So have I had. About Robert Quinn yet? We had, have not. Well, it, well, look, I can bail for the Robert Quinn discussion because all I've got to say is, well, the guy was on the Rams and he was, I think, okay with the Rams, despite the fact the team sucked. There's my analysis on Robert Quinn. <laughs> Uh, and and thus concludes my report on Robert Quinn, a man of many contrasts. Um, Top shelf. So when I was like, oh shit, maybe I was early twenties. I think this was at the before the LASIK surgery. I for some reason had to have a colonoscopy. Oh my. I don't even rem- I don't even remember what the reason was, but I had to have a colonoscopy. Uh, my the general doctor like recommended it to me and I was like, well, great. So I had to have, uh, one you of my are parents, like an 80 year old man. You got ball problems. You having a colonoscopy. Do you take your yeah. soup at four? <laughs> I, I, I eat breakfast the night before as well. Um, so I had to basically up at five and the- walk to the mall. Yeah. Oh, dude, I'm looking forward to those days. Just give me those plain white New Balance, and I will tr- I will trot around the mall to my heart's content. So I'm I have to go to see the whatever the hell the the doctor is that does that, and I'm in the office, and yeah, the guy, you know, the doctor shoved a camera up my ass, and what what sucks is I was completely awake for that. Um, you know, like there were not, I, I think I was given <laughs> an anesthetic, some sort of a, uh, anesthetic, I believe. Uh, I, 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 <laughs> uh, yeah. And it, I, I, th- I think the worst part of it was that, so the doctor's got the, the monitor in front of me. So I'm seeing him navigate his way around uh, around my intestines or whatever, that, or, or my colon, I guess, and just like checking for things. And there, I remember there being this really hot nurse and she was in the room at the time. Uh, so that happens. And then, you know, like it, you know, the procedure or whatever ends and like, the doctor essentially just hands me a bunch of like towels and napkins and things to like clean myself off. And I'm like, I'm like, so would you, like he asked me, he's like, did you drive here? I said, no. He's like, okay, good. Cause we usually don't recommend people drive. Here's a bus ticket home kid. Well, well, I, 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 because I was kind of like, well, I mean, my legs feel fine. He's like, yeah, but usually what happens is like sometimes there can be a uh, leakage and it might freak people <laughs> out while they're driving a vehicle. And I was like, all right, that's uh, that's more than I needed to know. 
thank you, and I hope I never see you again. Um, and yeah, n- nothing, nothing uh, came of 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 the uh, of that exam. Like everything seemed to be working, but uh, yeah. Is leakage a football term, or is that a medical term? Uh, I believe there were other words in there, but it's going. I was, I, my, I, I, I see, I wanted to try and make a Tom Brady deflate joke, but I'm like, ah, do I really say? You, you are like a living, breathing episode of horror stories from the ER, that show on um, Discovery Channel. Right, but, yeah, but I don't feel that way, because if, if it really was a horror story, the doctor would have, like, gotten something like his wedding ring or something would have gotten lost down there <laughs> we found a sailboat in your ass held uh, so so that's you know that's me that's me so, we had medical anyway so oh, wow so the here's the thing it, it's it's april the saints have no draft picks so we can't really talk about the draft but the saints missed out on robert quinn Segway. uh so this kind of segues from from Kevin's medical horror stories to another. There there may get Ziggy Ansa, which he has a medical horror story. His back is like a uh, destroyed. It's as bad as Kevin's testicles were at twelve. So now that Robert Quinn's gone, Dave, are you okay if the Saints sign Ziggy Ansa and his destroyed back? Because we know you think the Saints medical staff is Dr. Spaceman from 30 Rock. Um, Well, I sure hope that the Saints knew something maybe that we didn't know because I'm really disappointed that they didn't get Robert Quinn. I think, I guess it was last week when we talked about what it would take to get him. And I told you it was going to be a 2020 draft pick. It doesn't have to be a 2019 draft pick. The Dolphins are having a fire sale in Miami right now. <laughs> they are, um, definitely. And that's what it took. It took a sixth-round 2020 draft pick. The Saints have that. That is, that is, that, that, that's, that's peanuts um, to get a guy who could potentially be a game-changer on defense in the pass rush department. Um, maybe not... I, I don't mean game changer. I, I, I mean, I mean for the Saints. I think it would be. A, I think I think somebody like that could could make a big difference for for the Saints. Having somebody opposite Cam Jordan that might, you know, as of now, offenses can just kind of key in on Cam Jordan, and they don't have to really worry about the other side. It'd be nice to have, you know, a little bit more pressure, uh, a little bit somebody else that they have to at least respect a little bit more. And uh, and they signed them. I think it was a one year, nine million dollar contract. So. I mean, you know, it's high, but it's not totally uh, it's not totally I... ridiculous. And it's only one year. You're not locked in if things don't work out. And no I, commitments. Is, no. And, and you would and just it's, it's one area that the Saints really need help on. in, uh, especially with Sheldon Rankin's gone and the middle is a little make, makes me a little nervous um, of the defensive line. And, uh, you know, this it, it would have been a big win now thing. But uh, again, is this falls in line with with uh, with with Jeff Ireland, Mickey Loomis, the whole just very patience. They are being very patient with everything. They don't overspend. They don't overreach. I guess to them this that would have been overreaching. I mean, so, uh, here's I the know. thing. And I know, Kevin, you're 
Thank you. Does thank it you not seem like a slam dunk to me? I mean, the only I thing mean, I can you... think of, Kevin, because Kevin, you you know that the Saints have no problem burning draft picks, multiple draft picks, future ones. It doesn't matter. The thing, the only thing I can think of for this is that Robert Quinn, he like visited Dallas and he visited the Saints, and he like preferred to go to Dallas. So the Saints were like, "Eh, he really wants to go to Dallas. We're not gonna." He doesn't want to. If he doesn't want to be here, we're not going to do the deal. Like that's the only reason I can think. Because like, twenty twenty six. That's like Mickey Loomis. He he get, he gave away those probably like shopping today at 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 at, uh, at Bromart. That's you know, jump like, change, man. Yeah. 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 So Kevin, what, what was the what was the question? The question. <laughs> were, I I, really I guess the one. question was, <laughs> do you think? The Robert Quinn, like the the reason the Saints didn't do it, it wasn't because of it wasn't because of they they didn't want to give up a six round pick. It was something else. Like it wasn't just it wasn't just the it wasn't just it wasn't just the draft pick end of it. It had to be. It had to be more than that. Is it possible that Dallas could have said? Is it possible that Dallas could have said, "Hey, if if the Dolphins take this trade, here's what we'll pay you." That too. Yeah. And and then Quinn could have said, "Okay, well, what are the Saints get like?" You know, maybe he did want to go to Dallas, and then you know the Saints come along and make their offer, and he was probably like, eh, "It's not enough to sway me." And then I opted to go to Dallas. Yeah, I mean, they need they need a pa- they need another they need another pass rush body. I I, I mean, I like Davenport, but uh, I really want Ziggy just so we can say Ziggy all year long, so I could play Ziggy Stardust. I mean, the the joke potential, Dave, is just. Astronomical. Ziggy, Forget about his trick. Ziggy, 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 ah. <sighs> Ziggy is the answer. That's going to be the headline of the podcast. Um, so, uh, Kevin, um, you, your time is almost up, but yeah. uh, I, I want you to do two things. I want you to give me a quick grade of the Saints off off season, and I want to tell. I want you to t- give me a prediction on if you think the Saints will still have all their 2020 picks after this year's draft is completed. Uh, I'll do the last one first. They will not have all their 2020 draft picks. I am convinced that I am convinced they will trade at least two of them. Uh, and. I guess if I had to grade the offseason, I'll say B minus. Having paid absolutely <laughs> minimal attention to it. <sighs> I, I, my immediate gut re- response was to say C plus, but, you know, I'm sure there'd be people that'd be like, oh, I, I can't believe Held said C plus. How does he not? How is he not aware that they re-signed so-and-so or that they acquired so-and-so? So I'm just like, all right, screw it. Just B minus. <laughs> Let's put me down for it's, it's it's the same. It's the same when the season starts. Every fan talks themselves into believing their team's going to go ten and six and make the playoffs. Yeah. Well, all right, Kevin. Thanks for joining us. We we needed you to come on because we got the two new opens, and your medical history about leakage may give us a third one. I will not lie. All right. Thank so. you. <laughs> all right, all guy. Right. Thank thank thanks for uh, thanks for giving us time. All right. Um, so, uh, Dave, before we get to uh, the questions in the chat room and the uh, death of your uh, favorite new football league, I need to tell people about the tick splits. Uh, maybe you want to get in 
uh, see your favorite player get in his licks. Clinton, haha, dicks. Akeem Hicks, Akeem Nicks. Uh, go to ticksblitz.com. Dot dot com. Uh, they have uh, the best seats. You get five percent off if you use uh, the code armchair. It's t i x b l i t z dot com. Ticksblitz guaranteed seats guaranteed emotions that's not bad for not having the script in front of me i'll give myself a c plus on that one um so dave are you sad just kind of we're just i just kind of wink just i just kind of wink you're just kind of rhyming words yeah (laughs) yeah i just kind of i just kind of i just kind of winged it i couldn't i couldn't find the script um clinton dicks ha ha uh so but dave are you sad about the the aaf is Literally, they might not finish the year and have a championship game. They might go out of business tomorrow. Are you sad? That well, I mean, yeah, that is sad. I, you know, I'm I'm trying to look for the details right now, but I mean, like, what's what's the story behind that? I didn't even. I mean, even, basically, the, the I saw some headlines, but I didn't they got it. some some the guy who owns the Carolina Hurricanes of the NHL yeah. like came in and like swooped in, and he was gonna like infuse them with money. But his thing is like, look, if the NFL Players Association doesn't let like bottom roster NFL guys uh, and practice squad guys play in the AAF, like we're closing it down because we need that for it to be successful or whatever. And the thing that's that's baffling to me is why does that? Why does the AAF need the bottom of NFL rosters to be successful? The ratings have been pretty good. Um, is their business plan just totally garbage? I mean, and the thing is too, Dave, would 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 bottom of the roster Saints players would that make you more likely to watch? And do you want bottom of the roster Saints players playing in the NFL AAF and possibly getting hurt? Like, what what is the level of Saints player playing in that league that you would be okay with? You're talking about like actual Saints players, like like actual play, Saints players, like, like would play in this league and then go to training camp. Yeah, you'd play in the no. league, no. like, but so what's the level of Saints players that you would be comfortable with playing in the NFL? AF? I would be comfortable with almost no one playing right. in the AAF for the Saints. Right, and yeah, I, I, what I liked, I mean, what I liked about the AAF was that they had guys. Um, Obviously, the Memphis Express. They were they were the Louisiana team, so they had they were getting guys from LSU and Tulane or whatever. So I, you got a chance to see guys like Sherman Beatty, who was the running back for Tulane uh, recently. Um, I you know that's that's what interests me, um, and and just giving those guys an opportunity to maybe maybe get to train to a training camp. You know, maybe get a training camp invite. Um, but, uh, I don't, one, I don't see any players ever going for playing two seasons. Um, no way. I mean, well, and here's the thing, you would have zero, zero time to, to get your body to recover and and to be healthy. Um, and I mean, and and then two, obviously I don't ever see any, what NFL owner would let their players do that. You know, and think of it this way, right? Keith Kirkwood for the Saints. He was a UDFA. He played last year for the Saints. He caught like 15 balls, right? He was nicked up a little. Like, 
would you want to see him in the AAF supposedly to get better? And hell no. You know, do you want Cameron Tom? Do you want, you know, do you want Trey Hendrickson? Like, the level of Saints people that you would want, you don't, I don't want any of those guys playing because you get hurt and then you got to replace them. Like, I just don't, I just don't see how the, 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 the Players Association and this league can get this all straightened out by tomorrow uh, just because players are going to want protection against injury, right? Even bottom of the roster guys. Um and it's a shame, too, because the thing that I read, Dave, about the AAF was I haven't watched it as much as you, although I, I do sort of when I'm reminded on Twitter or Saturday night, well, I do I always sort of click over yeah, and watch. I haven't watched it in the last for the last couple of weekends because I've been pretty busy. The, the, the ratings have been good. The ratings have been good enough to where CBS basically signed the contract with them in the NFL Network. But CBS has the option to say, look, we want to put more games instead of putting them on CBS our, our CBS uh, sports channel and cable we want to put them on the CBS network the ratings have been good enough to where CBS is putting them on they're putting a game on Saturday before the final four and they're putting a game on Sunday like the ratings have been good enough to where they want to put more of them on TV and the thing is they don't really have any competition right all you have to be is higher rating than any other sport besides the the NCAA basketball tournament right now because look baseball just started no one gives a gives a damn about NBA basketball right at this point so the ratings have been pretty good i just don't understand uh, why it's collapsing andrew said today to me in a text he said it reminds him of a restaurant that opens and then closes after a month it means their business plan was just a disaster um well, I don't understand. I mean, th- this guy who's the majority owner, uh, this Dundon guy, he's the majority owner of the league, and he feels like um, that the league wouldn't survive um, unless he gets the opportunity to use bottom-level NFL players. Well, what I don't understand is is why did he start the league using that restaurant analogy? That's like, why did you open the restaurant if you didn't hire the chef yet? Why would you start the league if you, if a league that you want to have bottom level NFL players, if that's what you think it's going to take for the league to a secondary league to survive. uh, Why would you start the league without having permission to use the, those players? I mean, That that makes no sense to me. It is. It, it 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 just seems like the whole thing was thrown together in a weird, odd way, right? And, and um, maybe the, the funny thing is maybe the XFL or the XFL2 or whatever the hell they're going to call it, maybe it will be um, – you know, we make fun of Vince McMahon a lot, but maybe his his maybe his league will be um, will be the one that's the one to uh, uh, to make it. But uh, we got some questions in the live stream, Dave. That I see. Um, who will the Saints pick at sixty-two? Um, I don't really know names, but who? What position do you think the Saints would pick? that would drive people crazy and make them mad? Um, <laughs> like an actual pro- the position, you said. Yeah, just a position. Um, we don't know names. I ain't paid 
attention to the draft. <laughs> um, you know what? Honestly, I, I, you know, probably an offensive lineman just because it's it's not sexy, it's boring. Uh, but then again, uh, really, I, I, I don't think that there was any position on this roster uh, that's like so, you know, loaded with talent. That they running back or qu- running back or quarterback no, would freak just people the, out. Court, well, quarterback would just be ridiculous. It's, it's like okay, you, you just paid to keep Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, now you're drafting another quarterback in the second round with your only high draft pick. Uh, so I mean, yeah, I guess that's the answer to your question. But uh, but uh, but even if they drafted a running back, I'd be like, okay, I, I you know, I mean, I, I guess. Um, you know, you lost Mark Ingram. Maybe you need somebody else that you want to compliment. You know, you're not so sure about Latavius Murray, whatever. But, uh, but really, any any position, uh, they're they're. I I would say they're. I would say the entire roster is 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 very good at just about every position. Yeah, I mean, not. Great, I would say. I would say they're not going to draft a quarterback. I don't think they would draft a running back. Um, Defensive end, I think, if they don't sign Ziggy Ansah, could be a place where they would go. Um, this is an interesting question that somebody asked me today uh, while I was watching my kid at Chick-fil-A. Should, should the Saints bring back Darren, Darren Sproles? No, no. I don't. I, I think that. I think those bridges were burned. I think I you think, can't uh, bring Darren think... Sproles back unless his wife promises not <laughs> to put right. the, the curse back on That's us. Right. We can't. We That's can't right. have Darren Sproles. She's got to. She's got to make that commitment live, uh, on her Facebook or on this show, and sign the paper in blood. We can't I have think, her. Uh, we can't I have her Darren, throwing the Compton curse Darren, on the Saints. Darren Sproles' wife blew up the. Crescent City Connection and the HUEP and the Causeway. <laughs> and um, the Twin fans. So, uh, let's see. Uh, ooh, Foster Morrow. That's a... Thoughts on him? That's a, It's an LSU player. Um, I know the Saints were really paying attention to him at LSU's Pro Day. And look, the whole... The whole the Saints don't draft LSU players, that kind of died last year with Will Clapp. They did draft him. He made the team. Uh, so it's possible. Um, uh, Nathan asked, who is the most valuable member of this podcast? I'm glad you asked this. I, I saw this question. I was hoping you would uh, you would <laughs> ask this because, uh, I mean, obviously, I think I think we all know the answer to this. We, we kind of touched on it last week. Yeah. Uh, when we, when we, well, yeah, we did when we were talking about how I'm kind of like all over the new openings. We got two new openings and it's, it's mostly me. It is. Um, And it's, and it's because (laughs) of my, uh, comedy sense of humor. Yeah. And my comedic stylings. And I think, uh, I think that obviously points to me being the most valuable member of this podcast. Well, I think the thing with you, Dave, is your, your, your best jokes are, I think, better than anybody else's jokes. Kevin and me are like volume shooters when it comes to joke. We just throw, we just keep firing them, firing them, firing them, firing them, firing them. And every now and then we hit, we're like a 30% shooter. Your jokes, but when you hit them, 
you're hitting like the 45 foot three pointer, right? Well, that's you know, it's very, very humbling, very humbling. Thanks, Ralph. <laughs> so, I think, I think, uh, Nathan, I, I think it I might think be. When we were, I think when we were talking about uh, Kevin's testicle things, I think there was a little back and forth we had there. We might be able to cut that up for a new opening too. <laughs> <laughs> we had we had a couple people submit music that uh, we'll we'll have to do a, a conference call and vote on it. But I think we're gonna keep the new music. But everybody that submitted music, uh, I'm gonna send that they you wrote? A, people that, like wrote, they are, they wrote it and did it. And oh, we're so gonna we send them a th we'll send them a thank you, like a like a custom uh, the, the 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 magnet. And I got the beer koozie. If you're on the live stream or you're watching this, you're listening to this later, you see the graphic of the beer koozie. That's the beer koozie you can get if you're on Patreon by May first. Everybody on Patreon on May first that is a at least at the $3.28 level, you get a beer koozie as a thank you. So if you're on Patreon and you donate $3.28, you don't need to do a damn thing. But if you're on Podbean, get over to Patreon by May 1st. Uh, they only charge you at the beginning of the month, so you won't be charged twice. Get over there. Get your sweet, sweet beer koozie. It's awesome. Dave did a fantastic job of setting it up. Uh, you see it there. It's got the nice gold trim. It's fancy. It's probably the most beautiful and scientifically sound beer koozie in the history of the world, Dave. And I'm not I'm not exaggerating that. It's it's um, you, you So they came out I see the picture now. Yeah, they they came out okay. I never saw the finished product. Yeah, they did. Okay, cool. And Dave slaved over this graphic for like <laughs> five or six minutes. Seconds. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a good beer koozie, man, and it's free. Uh, it's just a thank you. So get over to uh, Patreon, and Patreon is better. Here's why: you can download the Patreon app, and they will give you an alert. Like when we do this live stream, it'll tell you, "Hey, the live stream for Saints Happy Hour is going now." When we post uh, a pot, when we post a podcast, it'll give you, it'll it'll alert you, and we won't overload you with alerts, which is random shit where it's only going to be when we're doing shows or have like a really big announcement and it probably won't be more than once a day ever um so do that it's awesome patreon uh so okay wait if we've got if we have people that are submitting us songs for our podcast i would like to request if somebody or multiple people man i would die if somebody could give us like a 90s sitcom opening you know like some sort of like cheesy song with like actual <laughs> lyrics and shit about each of us like a, you know in the vein of like full house family matters tgif style sitcom opening uh, if somebody if does a sitcom style opening from the 90s yeah. and 80s we will uh bump it into I, the rotation even I if it's will, horrible because the worse I it is the better it is I will take you out to dinner. I will take you out to lunch. We'll go to lunch. So we have a total of 16 people watching tonight, which is great. But the thing is, last week, which was weird, like 180 people listened to the live stream version on YouTube and not the edited version, which was odd. Um, and if you listened tonight, you knew that we will have music. And we'll do... Um, now that I've got this technology where I feel pretty comfortable with it and it actually has worked okay the last two weeks, Dave, we'll be doing more live streams. Uh, we'll probably do one for the draft, and I'll just do some random uh, random ones on Friday night. And we may even do a drunk history 
live streamed, which could be very, very dangerous and exciting uh, for the people. Um, can we can we do this live stream, but like with our webcams, so people could actually see us? Uh, the thing that I that's, haven't figured that's out. Too much from you, right? No, the thing that I haven't figured out on that, Dave. I I could do it where people could see my face and hear you guys, but I haven't figured out how to integrate <laughs> if it's like all four of us right. and stream it out. I hadn't I hadn't figured out I hadn't figured out that yet. But I'm working on it. We it only took you know, considering two my years, tech- two years from now, guys. Two years from yeah. now. No, but considering my technical ineptitude and the history of this show, as many people will attest with the audio quality, for me to get the live stream up and working in less than a month is pretty strong work out of me, I will say. Strong to to pretty strong, yeah, I would say. I mean, we had stretches, Dave. Before, you know, last, probably two years ago, we had stretched where there was like a good six weeks in a row where it sounded like the podcast was at the bottom of a well. Like, I mean, so uh, to actually have the live stream working is, is a good thing. So, but thanks to everybody for listening. Uh, we appreciate it. And I guess um, we'll run both opens. But Dave, even though you're the star of both, which open do you prefer and which music do you like better? Well, so, no, since I since I am the star, then that, that makes me impartial because either one, I win. Uh, yeah, I, I don't... I, 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 it's, it's like my two children. I, I can't possibly pick a favorite. I love them both equally, just in different ways. I, I can't possibly. <laughs> Sophie's choice. Don't make. Don't make me choose. I love it. Uh, my wife's called the the music my for wife. this podcast. My, yeah. Um, my wife. She called the music for this open. She said it sounded like a 1970s detective show with dudes wearing bell bottoms, which. It's pretty accurate. So um, that'll wrap up the show. Uh, Andrew, if you are listening to this live, maybe he's one of the 15 people listening in Charleston. Uh, If not, uh, we miss you, but he'll be back next week. So for Andrew, who's MIF, for Kevin, who joined us and gave us a very detailed medical history about his nutsack, um, we appreciate him joining us as always. And uh, for Dave, who is the star of the Open and the – We decided today the critical component to this podcast and the person with the highest quality of jokes. Uh, So for everybody that was on the live stream, thanks for joining us. Uh, Until next week, the bar is closed.